Hello and welcome to the 47th edition of the Two Black Two Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Chris. And today, um, we're going to just be going over a few things. So we haven't touched the uh, the controversial on TikTok at Arrowverse in a while. So we're going to be uh, catching up <laughs> on Flash and Superman and Lois, the, uh, the shows that people watch. Uh, I'm kidding. That was mean. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. And then um, later, we're also going to discuss uh, the second Sonic movie that recently came out. Um, so yeah, we're going to get started. So I guess um, starting off with The Flash, uh, the season opened with uh, Armageddon last fall, which was like our first like crossover that we've had since Crisis, right? Because Crisis happened and the pandemic happened and kind of screwed up a lot of the shows. Um, mm-hmm. Black Lightning and Supergirl ended. Uh, we got a new Batwoman. Like, there was a whole lot of change um, since we had the last crossover. And I guess this one centered around um, Barry having to fight a new villain called Despero, who's an alien that essentially um, wants to kill the Flash because he thinks the Flash is like the bringer of Armageddon. The Flash is like going to destroy the world. And it was a five episode, um, it was, it was kind of five episode saga where each episode either had a guest character or a number of guest characters from, um, across the Arrowverse. So, uh, yeah, Chris, I guess we can, we, this was, it's been out for a while, so we can just go into full spoilers about Armageddon, what you like, what you didn't like, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I thought Armageddon was a strong, uh, opening to the season. Um, it, it had an interesting plot. I wasn't too wild about Despero's, like, you know, his 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 human look. You know, like I get you had to save uh, the money and that, CGI that's fine. Budget. Yeah, I I was just like, all right, I don't I don't really care about him too much. It was everything else that was going on that was uh, more on a forefront, and I think it's interesting that. It, it seems like every season there's something happens that gets the team to like turn on Barry. And I'm like, how many times y'all have to go through that before you realize like, okay, Hey, maybe Barry is right. Cause every time Barry is right. Yeah. It's weird that like, like team flash and that show, like they're supposed to be like, Oh, the best of friends, this strong team. But like they fight all the time. Like, if I fought with my friends at the level and as often as Barry does with Team Flash, where, like, they think I'm a villain every six months, I don't know if I'm like, are these really the people you should be should be hanging out with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess um, I will say that I did like... the. I, I was a fan of the mystery in it. I thought they actually did a pretty good job of you trying to figure out what's going on. You're like... You know, they tried to figure out what you thinking that Joe was dead. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to kill Jesse L. Martin off this show off screen. Mm-hmm. They could kill him. They definitely could, you know, but not off screen. There's no way. He's been a part of that show way too long. And he's too good of an actor to like, you know, get rid right. of in that way. But I did like the mystery of like, where's Joe? And everyone's like, like everyone's gaslighting Barry. Like, Barry, how could you bring that up? You know, it's a sensitive thing. And you're like, wait, what's going on? So, um, and, uh, I like reverse flash being a part of it, you know, it's classic reverse plot, reverse flash plot, you know, you know, sometimes you're thinking like, why didn't he ever try to do anything like this before where he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, 
rewrite rewrite reality and you know make himself the hero and make Barry the villain. It's like yeah, it's, it's a thong story for the most part. Uh, his new suit didn't love it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was the way it fit Tom Cavanaugh or how yellow it was, but I did prefer. Mm-hmm. He had the same suit for a while, but his new suit, I don't know why. It, it just didn't fit on Tom Cavanaugh for me, and it like took me out for a second. I didn't even notice, to be completely you honest. You didn't notice? No. But then again, it's been several months since I looked at it, so it's, it's possible. I mean, I've watched clips from it, but they haven't really involved... Um, uh, Tom Cavanaugh. So it's been like Damien Dark and, and, and everybody at which, you know, uh, Neil McCollum coming back as Dave, Damien Dark, I think he really enjoys playing that role. And he he does. Yeah. No, Damien Dark, I feel like, you know, it's interesting that he debuted on like the worst, one of the worst seasons of Arrow. Yet mm-hmm. his appearances in the other shows, like Legends and, you know, he's in Flash and stuff like that, have been great. Because he's just like a very good, he's a very, he fits the tone of a lot of the other shows just because his acting is, very, his character and acting is very campy and very just like over the top Saturday moving cartoon villain. Like he's like the Shredder from Ninja Turtles, like just very like, you know, just evil for the sake of being evil. So I did appreciate him mm-hmm. in there. Throwing in that plot with him and his daughter kind of felt like it was on the wrong show. Like, with Nora, I'm I, like, this is like a Legends thing. Why? Okay. Yeah, I was confused <laughs> because didn't in the first episode of it when Ray, or first or second episode when Ray Palmer showed up, Ray was still married. Yeah, Ray's still and married, he, yeah. And he's married to Nora. So if Nora disappeared... Then, you know, like, why did Damien Dark have to see her? I was, it, I was very confused at the end with Nora because I was like, she was alive in this one, but she's not alive in, in the reality that you know the Reverse Flash created, the Reverse Flashpoint. So why is she not there? when they get back uh, it doesn't make any sense to me that was strange and then like joe and then like damien she like then she like she sees damien dark and damien dark dies again and then like joe's hug joe like hugs nora and it's like all right we'll talk about it. i'm like when have these two characters interacted ever yeah like nora nora started out as like a little girl because I, I know my lord she started out as a little girl an arrow and then mm-hmm. they age her up in Legends because the Nora in Legends is like, she's from like the future at some point. Mm-hmm. Mainly so they could probably have her and Ray date. That's why they did that. And yeah. that's and that's his wife in real life, fun fact, if you guys didn't mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was a little strange. Um, but uh, what did you think of all the uh, the guest cameos? I mean, Ray, Ray was it was nice to see Ray back. He was a long time Arrowverse character for sure. Uh mm-hmm. Then we all we obviously have to give a shout out to Black Lightning. Um, yeah, I felt like he was a little underutilized. Yeah, it seems, it seems like every black man that that Barry, older black man Barry deals with is a surrogate father for him. <laughs> Pretty much, it, I would have I would have enjoyed him meeting Joe. I feel like they would have vibed, but Joe mm. was dead at that point. I did like weren't they listening to music or something at one point? Yeah, yeah, I did like that because one thing they always talk like they, the fans always talked about is that the fact that like with Barry, you have a white guy that was raised in a black family, and they mm-hmm. never and they rarely if ever touch on that like 
at all. So him like playing some jazz is like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, Barry, you know, Joe will definitely play that in the house and Barry might have picked up some stuff, you know, because you're like, can Barry cook? Can he dance? You know, <laughs> Candace Patton has made those jokes, not me. They've asked yeah. her about a Comic-Con, but she's like, Barry's got to be able to dance. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, you also see that Iris can't cook. Yeah. She can't even do like pancakes, which. Yeah. I don't know. I feel that. like. I feel like when you try to make a character that can't cook, like they should at least be able to do the the basic things, right? Yeah. But you know, just like can't cook pancakes, like like it'd be one thing if you burned them, but you underdo them. I feel like everyone knows how to not underdo them. I mean, you just have to wash them, and it's all it's all about. I'm actually cooking a lot more now in my personal life. I mean, I'm trying to make uh, chicken tacos tomorrow. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, but that's, yeah, it, it's weird that they have, I mean, they like to throw in gas with their characters, and one is the Iris can't cook, I mean, you know, whatever. I'm um, trying to think of the other cameos, uh, Batwoman, but the Batwoman cameo was also weird, because it was, like, in the future, and mm-hmm. it was, like, when all the superheroes, like, jump Barry, because they think he's a reverse Flash. Yeah. Why? Why was why was Chuck's wig so, so bad? It was in terrible. The future? He did not need a wig. He could have just you're like I don't see how that like signifies him as older. Like he, that wig was awful. The CW doesn't have a great history of wigs, though. To be fair, yeah, but they had done better. But man, that was so bad. That's like it's not as bad as as Mordo's looks in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, but man, if you don't have you know black, uh, you know if you if you don't have black uh, makeup and hairstyles and everything, don't 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 try don't try and do that. It's a CW, they don't. I know they don't. But it's okay, I would feel like as an actor, I would have in my contract like if y'all have one, I'll bring one of my own. Nothing was more egregious than, uh, remember Mr. Terrific on Arrow? The how he got his braids ready before every battle. <laughs> y'all y'all right. can't see what I'm doing, but I'm throwing my hands up. Oh, uh, man. all right. But yeah, that his wig was awful in the future. Um, the whole, like, Chester Allegra thing, you know, it's kind of whatever. And then we'll get enough, I think about, I want to talk about with the Arrowverse shows later, but... Yeah, I mean, Batwoman, you know, it was nice that she was acknowledged. It was a weird way to have her, that be their first crossover. Um, also, Supergirl's sister, Alice, was there. And somehow, mm-hmm. like, the biggest thing, like, Armageddon as a crossover wasn't bad. But I just feel like some of the relationships there, like, like Alex is, like, consoling Chester and Allegra about love. And I'm like, how does she know them? Like, you know, I get that. I mean, I guess it's implied that it's the future. They would have met and known each other. But it just felt like the weirdest character to do that. Like, I feel like in general, you probably would have had Caitlyn, if anybody, be like the, like, you know, middle woman between them in that kind of situation. So it was just, that was a little strange. Um, And we also got, like, Ryan Choi being the Adam, which I was curious about because they had him in Crisis, and he didn't really do much, and I just figured that they just dropped that character. But they and did they have him as yeah, an Adam. They just so had like, him there. So, okay, and he, you know, he helped fight, he fought Barry for a minute, you know, and you're yeah, like... and then fought Damien Dark. Yeah, fought Damien Dark, which was, uh, yeah, like, 
Yeah, Armageddon as a yeah, I don't know. Like Armageddon like like I I enjoyed watching it, but like there were a lot of things in it that you could just tell. I feel like the showrunner the showrunners were just like, "Hey, we haven't used this character in a while. Let's use them." You know, "Oh, we mm-hmm. can't get oh, Melissa Benoist doesn't want to come on. All right, we'll get our sister and you know, just have her have her be in this." So, yeah. Um, is there anything else about Armageddon you want to talk about at all? Um, I thought it was kind of weird that if you have something where it's like a world ending event, uh, you don't call in Superman or Supergirl. Didn't they say they were off world? And we can, um, we don't know where, when Superman and Lois really takes place and in the timeline. So this could be after the flash and everything. You know, it could be happening at the same time, but at least with Superman and Lois, and 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 we'll get there uh, after we talk about it. But Superman's only really been off planet for one specific point in time, and you could say all of this happens during this, but I don't know. yeah, I yeah, I, I we can get into Superman and Lois in a minute, but yeah, it was um. I mean, we know the practical reason they weren't there is because it's a pain to get people. It's a, They can't really do the crossovers with the COVID protocol. So that's the real reason. They're able to get uh, Supergirl's sister and Black Lightning because they're not, their shows are over. And I think that they were just really lucky to get Batwoman and they had her for like a day. So they like filmed her scenes because she was, you know, the headliner on another show. So mm-hmm. yeah, I we can we we talk about Superman and Lois. We're going to talk about uh, has, has Superman and Lois just ghosted the rest of the Arrowverse? Was it a good decision or not? Um, so uh, yeah, the rest of the Flash season so far, um, I did like the episode with a uh, Nora and Bart. I feel like it was almost like trying to do a backdoor pilot to see if they could do anything with those characters. I think that. Um, you, you, the twins. I thought they were gonna be. I thought they were coming back. Like for like to be season regulars. Yeah. Yeah, and we I just got them what, for that one episode. Yeah, I was like, okay, so what's the point? Like, I granted they we have what another six or seven episodes in the season, but I thought they were about to be regulars. Yeah. I... Yeah, I don't, well, the problem, well, I mean, the biggest issue that, you know, we've talked about before is that the Flash is a superhero is overpowered, so he doesn't really need sidekicks. So it's hard mm-hmm. to give him speedster sidekicks because it just reduces the threat. It You have to increase the threat of whatever Barry's dealing with. And he already, like, can be a goob and lose to villains that he really shouldn't lose to with mm-hmm. his power set, you know? Um, yeah. We also did, I also forgot that, uh, they did have a uh, Oliver's daughter Mia at the end of Armageddon, which was which also weird. Also weird because like she was like mind control for some of it, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know they were going to give her a spinoff and it didn't happen. They want to tie up some loose threads of like, oh yeah, I'm looking for William. We don't know what happened, and you're like, okay. So I mean, I'm glad that at least she was like acknowledged in some way, and you know, Arrow was the you know the heart and soul of the verse. So at least there is a little bit of like, you know, that's still there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess just moving on to the rest of the season. Um, it's been weird. The rest of the season's been, been weird. They've been what chase. They've been dealing with like a, 
a fire, some sort of fire creature, and they don't know what it is. And I guess in the last episode, they just revealed to us that uh, Ronnie's alive, which I figure, because they said uh, that actor was coming back. Yeah, Deathstorm. Uh, once I saw the skull, I was like, okay, they're bringing it in, in Deathstorm, which was uh, interesting because in, in the comics, that was the Blackest Night version of, you know, like the dead Ronnie Raymond uh, merging with the one part of uh, uh, Firestorm at the time, which I do not remember either of their names. Uh, yeah, it could have been it could have been Stein or uh, someone else. Yeah, so that that plot line's going on. Um, uh, Iris has got a time sense uh, sickness, which I guess means that she just well, is she like so? Is, is she like like um, is she like blacking out? Is that I'm trying to? I, can you explain I, that? I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I I mean I I know we'll, she like we'll disappeared somewhere last episode. Yeah, and then she her eyes turned green and she just like snapped away. Uh, what's her Tinya Tilna whatever T's mother? We're gonna yeah. call her T because I don't she know. She Thanos snapped someone away. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, all right, all right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't I don't get it. It, we, she had it last season. We know why she had it last season. Uh, now they're just sort of building it up more, and it's just kind of like everything from last season to probably just stay in last season. We don't need anything from season seven. Yeah, season seven wasn't that great. Uh, yeah, so there's there's that plot line going on. There's like a will they, won't they thing with Chester and Allegra. Typical CW, don't care. Um... They're doing more with uh, Caitlyn. They're doing more with Caitlyn and Killer Frost. Um, we're getting a lot more Killer Frost this season than Caitlyn, which makes sense because Killer Frost was the only one that was was more interesting of the two. And now they're yeah. just writing them as sisters. Um, yeah, you know, Killer Frost is still with the uh, the guy from last season, even though he was one only in one episode. Thank God. <laughs> Chris is shaking his head. Uh, I also rolled my eyes. Don't forget the I'm, eye I'm curious what they're going to do. So I guess Caitlyn, I guess, is, you know, it was like early in, early, early in the Flash, it's like they just paired her with any new guy every season. And then I think at mm-hmm. one point, Daniel Panabaker was like, no more. She's like, mm-hmm. she, I think she even said like, stop pairing me with every new white guy that joins the cast. So yeah. now Caitlyn's with somebody else. And now, uh, you know, Ronnie's coming back possibly evil i'm curious um i wonder if uh i wonder if the villain will kill caitlin's new boyfriend (laughs) you're like oh that girl's been through enough she just can't be happy you know they just writers are just they're so mean to her so we'll see what happens um with that plot line um i'm trying to think of anything else uh barry revealed his identity again to the uh the new, uh, the new head of police, because um, Joe's retired. Whatever. Whatever. It's happened enough. Have you ever? They've done cuts of like how many times Barry's revealed he's a Flash to some to someone on the show, which is uh, hilarious. Um, but yeah, uh, this season, um, for the most part, like I I was fine with Armageddon. This middle of the season's been slow. 
I really hope it picks up and we get some interesting stuff with Ronnie. I, I saw some leaks that we're getting another speedster. Don't know what's going on. Um, and I want the twins back as well. Because mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to get into is I'm on TikTok a lot. And uh, TikTok hates the Flash. Like, any TikTok I see about the Flash is people, you know, complaining that it's not good anymore. And there obviously has been a dip in quality in the show, I would say, after the first three seasons. And that's normal, I think, of just network TV in general. Writers leave. Cast members start to leave. Even though, I mean, the main cast, I mean, the first big cast member to leave, Cisco and uh, um, Tom Cavanaugh left mm-hmm. last season. They were the first big cast members to leave. You know, I'm kind of like, yeah, is this already they're already going longer than Arrow. Arrow went eight seasons, and we're on season eight, and they got renewed for season nine. Mm-hmm. I would not mind the Flash ending next season, even though there's been yeah. no announcement yet. But you know, I mean, my question to you, Chris, is: Do you think it should end? And are there any are there any storylines or things that they should touch before? And should uh, Nora and Bart get a spinoff? Because that's the only thing I see, like continuing. Honestly, no, because uh, no to well, yes to it ending and no to Nora and uh, Bart getting a, a spinoff. Not because like they're not good or fun characters and the actors aren't good. I, I believe they're they're fine, and and they I think they are fun episodes when they've been doing things. But it's just like when you talk about the Flash's Rogue Gallery you've used up most of it and killed off like the reverse flash can obviously always come back you know but you can only but, play that card so many times he's like right. the joker and batman you know you overuse him and then it's like oh no it's the reverse flash like yeah half the rogues are dead the other half uh, a few of them are rehabilitated uh so it's just like you can't you don't have even the heart of the rogues anymore um king shark's not going to last you for a season gorilla grot is going to be too expensive for them to do for a season and even then now who knows where he is because he got dropped off on earth too oh yeah and then the universe you know the multiverse was collapsed and then reborn so who knows where gorilla grot is now if he even exists so i i don't think that there's a lot of options for them to do um with with the flash so i i think it, it is about that time for it to go yeah i would definitely agree and uh, guys i don't need i'm talking to tiktok i don't need to see another video about people talking about they hate iris to be honest iris really has not been bad the past few seasons for the most part it really is just like i see the racism leaking out when people talk about iris and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, she's the worst love interest in any show ever. It's like, do y'all remember Felicity Smoke? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, we get it. We are the Flash it was goofy. It was weird dialogue. Like, I understand. But the abuse that, uh, especially the abuse that Candace Patton has gotten because of the show mm-hmm. is just not deserved at all. It is unacceptable. No. And yeah, like... She what what I I don't understand what she did that was so bad like you said yes the we are the Flash yes that that's goofy it should have been you know her saying like she's his lightning rod but nothing you know with the emphasis on the Flash having always been Team Flash 
that shouldn't be all out of like the realm of possibility that she would say that because uh i mean iris joined towards the end of season one but pretty much everybody else has been a part of the flash's journey since the beginning Mm -hmm. so he 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 has the superpowers but he's not just the hero without them he has the heart of the hero but he hasn't been able to really do much without everybody else yeah definitely and i mean the idea of the show too is that like you know compared to the comics which is a pro or a con is that the flash like unfortunately needs his team you know and he's not allowed to do what he does without his like team behind him and that's why that thing you know functionally he needs a team to be the superhero be the flash you know like i get it right and i think people really just need to Folks need to get over it and leave Candace Patton alone. Um, the show is far from perfect, but I've seen people act like The Flash is the worst superhero show known to man, and it's not. You know, the good times are really good. You know, some of the bad times, yeah, we there were some issues for sure. I think one thing that happened with the show as well is that, you know, the show's been on almost a decade, and networks have started putting more money into superhero shows while the flash has been airing so we just have a lot more shows with higher budgets right because like when the flash came out like it had what arrow and gotham and there was not as much like competition out there for stuff marvel did not marvel had the netflix shows which even though the fight choreography and daredevil was good the defender shows did not have a lot of cgi did not have a great cgi budget as well like, there was some funky CGI and Defenders, from what I remember, in shows of that nature, you know? And I think mm-hmm. once we got, like, I think post-20, like, 20, around 2017, 2018, we started getting, like, Umbrella Academy and stuff mm-hmm. like Watchmen. You have the Disney Plus shows that are able to use, you know, that Disney money and have those huge budgets. You know, Peacemaker, things of that nature. So I think now that, um, you know, people are starting to get used to seeing, you know, some movie quality stuff on TV and close to it, it, it you know, it's, it's going to hurt shows. It's going to hurt the Arrowverse shows that just do not, they're not going to get as much money. And The mm-hmm. Flash won at this point just because it's an older show. You know, yeah. we'll get in a, we're going to get into Superman and Lois next, but Superman and Lois is able to have more of a budget because I believe they're partnered with HBO Max for, Max for that one, and they yep. just air those episodes in the CW. Because mm-hmm. the way that show was shot is different from the other ones. So, yep. um, you got any other thoughts before we jump into Superman and Lois? Yeah, I think um, when it comes to heroes, like uh, at least uh, like the Flash and Green Arrow, the ones that they've showcased on on the CW so far, even with Legends and Supergirl and Batwoman, you know, with with Supergirl and Batwoman, they're relying on the uh, the Rogues Gallery for Batman and Superman. But then there are like some that they can't touch or some they mm-hmm. will just make, you know, women versions of, of the character. And when you definitively end some of those arcs with the villains so early on, then the shows don't really have a good shelf life. Yeah. So I think, you know, most of these shows probably should end between seasons four to six when you know like the big three or big four of the villains you've already used sometimes you used them twice already um there's not a lot for it to grow and then when you turn these things into ensemble shows you know 
if if those side characters don't hit or you keep recycling like the same plots for these characters like with Caitlyn and ha- her having a new bow with every new white guy that shows up on the cast and then he turns out to be evil or to some degree or something like that then it's like okay do I really need to see this a fourth or fifth time um so and I think even when you go deeper, like I think one of the reasons why Smallville worked, even though people were getting Smallville fatigue by season eight, was that you were able to uh, weave different aspects of the Superman lore into the character in different seasons. Mm-hmm. And while, especially in the later seasons, things progressed from just him learning his powers and learning who he was and everything like that, and it got to like overarching storylines for the season there were still new things and new weaving casts of characters in and out. And as the character grew, so, so did the problems they faced. Whereas, you know, with like arrow and then the flash, like you fought the reverse flash zoom Savitar. Okay. you never did a rogues gallery season. So who's really gonna be a good villain for him arrow. You had Malcolm Merlin, Rachel Ghoul. Uh, Damien Dark and Slade, and, Can't and, Slade. Slade. and so it's just like alright who's really going to compete with him after that they did Prometheus which is essentially another dark version of himself that's fine um, and then after that you gave like the dragon or whatever I, I can't remember what his actual character name is but it's just like okay how does he how 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 is he losing to some southpaw boxer when he beat all these other people? Yeah. Like you have to make him so much smarter that he's just like trying to go at every turn and he just gets outsmarted. Like that's one thing. But in terms of physicality, he should not be losing to a lot of people. So I think when you lead off with big heavy hitters, especially in the rogues gallery, you gotta you, you gotta freshen it up or space that out. Yeah, and another thing as well is that um, the Arrowverse shows, because they're like network TV, they usually they have around 20-ish episodes. Some of them have been shorter now, I think, because of COVID. But mm-hmm. having that many episodes in a season just leads to filler. And I also feel like you have the actors for so long in a year, you also get a lot of actor, fati- actor fatigue where, you know, mm-hmm. folks are tired of being on those shows. They want to move on and do other things. And I think that when you have shorter seasons as well, it allows you to um, it allows it allows you to have better plot lines because you don't have to have as much filler in there, for sure. Yeah. You know, so you, you know, I think the thing that's happened is that you know the model for like the modern superhero show I think is just changing, and yeah. you know when a show's been on for almost a decade, you know you can't they're not going to change their formula in the middle. So mm-hmm. I think that is kind of what the Flash is a victim to, but uh, there is some some light at the end of the tunnel. So I think we can get into uh, Superman and Lois. We're on uh, season two. Um, mm-hmm. The big plot line of this season is a uh, Bizarro world, right? Yeah. So we got um, we got Bizarro Superman pretty early. They tried to make you think it was Doomsday, and then you're like, mm-hmm. surprise, Bizarro Superman. And, yeah. Um, so there's a there so there's like a whole bizarro plot going on where it's like um it was interesting so they brought in Lucy Lane who is Lois Lane's sister it was mm-hmm. the same actress that played her on Supergirl but like completely different character does not mm-hmm. have anything to do with that show at all she's in a cult essentially right 
Not essentially. She's in a cult. (laughs) She's in a cult where I'm trying to, I don't know how you describe it. They're trying to like what? Cross over in this other dimension, right? And like connect to their other selves. Is that that kind of the idea? Yes. And that when they do, they'll be the best versions of themselves. Yeah. And it was like this cult storyline kind of came out of nowhere. And then you find out like, oh no, it's the main storyline. It's like they're trying to connect the Bizarro world. And... Mm -hmm. I mean the next episode, and at the, and we've seen um, we've seen Bizarro Superman so far. In the last episode, we got teased for uh, Bizarro uh, Jonathan, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think next episode we're actually going to see the rest of the Bizarro World characters. If you don't know, what Bizarro yeah. World is it's pretty much like everybody, but either evil or weird for the most part. And you yeah, know, everybody is a is a opposite. So. And no one is really like smart in, yeah. in the normal Bizarro world. Although this one, it just seems to be like a darker take yeah. on everyone. So instead of a mirror being like, you know, uh, it's more like an inverted mirror than just a, a mirror reflection of like, oh, if they're good, they're evil or something like that. It's like, no, everything sucks in their world. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, yes, they did definitely make us think that it was going to be Doomsday. And we're like, oh, are we going to get to death of Superman? Because you had Steel showing up. You know, Jordan is getting his power. So he's like, there's your Superboy. So it's like, okay, where's the, you know, where's the Eradicator? Oh, wait, his brother was technically the Eradicator. So there it is. We got everybody. And then they're like, nope, it's Bizarro. We're like, oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, because we haven't seen Bizarro in live action since Smallville. And that one, it wasn't even technically Bizarro like he was in the comics. That one was, it was a wraith from the Phantom Zone that took Clark's DNA and then became Bizarro. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's that, uh, the Bizarro Wars going on, storylines going on, which is, you know, good A-plus, good Superman stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Not using Lex Luthor, which I'm glad about. Uh, Superman's got more going on than Let's. I'm praying for uh, praying we get a good Brainiac out of this show. I'd like a really. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need. I, they had a decent Brainiac on what the uh, the Krypton show, right? But I thought that was good Brainiac. Yeah, he looked phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. But I, I would like a good Bra- I would like a good Brainiac and a good Doomsday if we can get them at, at certain mm-hmm. points. Um. So that that storyline is going on. I'm trying to think of the other storylines. There, there's one I know I don't like. You you can probably guess. So we got a Jordan fully going. Yeah. You know he's developing his powers. He's getting it. He's becoming more of a vigilante. I don't know why he's not wearing a mask, but he's he's out there doing more stuff. Um, he's wearing a hood. That's good enough, right? Jonathan was a uh, obvious. Jonathan was taking drugs to because there there's a Superman drug now that exists that the government's been using, and Jonathan got a hold of it, and you know they made it. You made you think, oh, he was getting his powers and stuff. No, he's taking drugs. Which I figure, if you have two well, brothers and you give one powers, the other one is gonna you know feel inferior, which I totally would. <laughs> well, so okay, so that was part of it. Like they didn't they didn't at least like. They made other characters, they made Jordan think he was getting his powers naturally. Yeah. And then we, we knew it, it was the drugs. But for me, it was just like, okay, uh, he, he started taking them. I'm like, obviously, I'm not okay with it, but it's like, that's fine. That's happening. Then he gets caught with them and does not want to 
snitch on his girlfriend who was uh, his supplier and supplying other people at the school because his girlfriend needed the money to support her family. And like, I get that. That is a very sympathetic storyline. I'm not knocking. That's the reason why she sold drugs. Right. Mm -hmm. But Jordan was just like, I don't want to ruin her life. And I'm just like, look at everybody else's life. You're affecting by doing this, including your own. So I, I mean, like, you know, for him to just, uh, just like to, to fall on his sword in that way, it was just like, all right, I know you're 16. Please be smarter than this. Yeah, and both of these, uh, both of these kids, the uh, both the sons, the raging hormones, just. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, although I feel like Jordan hasn't been that bad this season. No, he I feel hasn't. Like he, He's been pretty. He did. He did want to tell his girlfriend though that his dad was Superman, and and Clark was like, "No." Yeah. (laughs) He's like, "Are you crazy?" (laughs) Yeah, and like I, I think what he what what he said is understandable. Like, I don't want to lie to her. I want her to understand me. And like, I get it with the raging hormones and everything like that. But what his request wasn't totally unreasonable. I mean, but that's why I think Clark was just like, if you feel the same way in a year. We can address that. But I think for me, it was just like um, when Sarah came back and she was just like, oh, I, I kissed a girl. And she was just expecting Jordan to just be like, oh, OK. And it's like, no, no, that's a, that's no. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, he, he's going to be upset because you cheated on him. So, like, you know, let let him work it out. And then to get to where we are in present day where she gets advice, relationship advice from her terrible Listen, father. so I was going to get into the, the thing that is irking me about the show. Season one, I was okay, but season two, I'm over it. I'm over the Cushings. I am. I get it. I get it. You can't, you only have so much money. Superman can Superman the, the whole time. And you got to give the rest, you know, and you want to have other storylines. But I'm over uh, the Cushing family and their drama. The dad cheated on the mom. The mom's running for mayor. She won. You know, good for her. The daughter and Jordan were having issues. I forget the daughter's name. I apologize. I knew they were going to break up at some point. Um, yeah, Sarah. But I, okay, if they were going to break up, I get it. But having her go to her dad for relationship advice, so fresh after her dad what cheated on her mom and that how like that was just like i get it like that's your dad and you want to you like say but taking relationship advice from him and you know like i also it's kind of like okay you're cheating on or you cheated on him he stuck with you and there are things going on in his life that he he wants to talk to you about but he can't and you're not willing to just be like okay, maybe let's try talking this out later. Like, y'all are both going through a lot. Presumably, you haven't seen his dad in, like, a month because it's been, like, over a month there, and, you know, like, yeah, I'm just like, that. that is contrived tension that doesn't need to be there, and I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, the the short long story short is that the CW is going to CW and they gotta throw unnecessary drama in there to um fill out the storylines, which I'm not a fan of. Anytime we're dealing with Superman stuff in the show was fine. I was into the cult. The whole cult storyline was good. You know, when Clark got arrested by uh the DOD for a minute and then um 
he was in the cage with his brother. I thought that was kind of cool, for sure. Yeah, one one thing that they had advertised was that this was going to be dealing with about like identity and you know Superman's connection to America, and that's why they were bringing in like this the um, what's his name, uh, Colonel General something, the new head of the DOD. He's not a well, general anymore. He got uh, they kicked him yeah. out ex-head of the DOD. And so I was just like, all right. Um, and so when they had him in there with his brother, and that's interesting, and then you had, you know, Bizarro as well. And, like, I'm fine with the XK giving them powers, but him being able to just use the power so well, kind of, you know, was just like, no, no. I would agree. Just, Right, just enough to beat like two, well, three Kryptonians technically, or at least hold them off. I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not feeling that. But I also thought it was interesting that they killed both Bizarro and uh, his brother in like the same episode. I was like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, it was a really, it was, yeah, it was an interesting thing they killed off Bizarro so quickly. It makes me wonder who like the final like like boss of the season is going to be is it going to be the general is it going to be the cult lady i don't know i'm curious about that um because yeah that that was an interesting choice for sure yeah so i they had to do something to humanize allison just because we we don't really know what her motivation is for for doing this um uh like wanting to merge with bizarro world like we've seen uh what's her fame uh lois's news partner do this and just was absolutely terrified when she got out of it and you know so it's just like okay something's going on what's your end game why you want to do this yeah definitely I think we need that we need one of those CW uh, flashback episodes with a cold open and then we're Mm -hmm. like oh that's that character's origin so we know what they're we know what's going on with them um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, overall, I am uh, enjoying the season. I mean, it's obviously the best Arrowverse show they have on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch Legends this season. Um, I have not watched it in two seasons. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't have a lot of great things to say. And, um, I haven't seen Batwoman. Listen, uh, Naomi, I really tried for Ava DuVernay. I watched the first two episodes and could not get into it. I just feel like it wasn't made for me. But I did try. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, I can't say that that I I have um like watched it. Um, I, it was. I just felt like I was not the target demo for that show, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. One thing I do want to talk about Superman and Lois that we haven't talked on was is Lois. Um. I feel like this character of Lois shows. I think shows how uh shows how strong and how uh how much of a force Lois Lane is without having her to actually have to fight people. I would agree. You know, because I... yeah, because Smallville's Lois Lane wasn't like she was clever, but she wasn't really smart, but she was tough mm-hmm. and she could fight. And so, you know, that's how she took it to people. Um and this one, like this Lois is very smart. She's very crafty. You know, I'm sure she can fight because, you know, she grew up in Army Brad, and I feel like that's always been a part of her character, minus Superman, the animated series. Um, but 
I feel that this one probably showcases the better parts of Lois Lane that we have not seen in other uh, renditions. And I really like that. Yeah, I mean, I actually think that this version of Lois Lane is probably my favorite Lois that I've seen out of mm-hmm. most of the live action ones. And I mean, she they just give her a lot to do. I mean, the show was Superman and Lois for a reason. And I mm-hmm. do think that they uh, they emphasize that um, she's a huge part of the she's a she's a huge part of the operation for sure. Yeah, and she they put her through the ringer. You know, there there was the whole um, you know, like the the miscarriage story arc, her dealing with, you know, obviously raising teenage boys, a superpower teenage boy, her husband being Superman, you know, uh meeting this girl who thinks that she is her mother, yeah. uh, dealing with Lucy and having the fallout from that, and then Lucy actually actively working against everything and still re- uh, retconning, or not retconning, reconciling with being abandoned by her mother. And, you know, she was just like, why do, why is everybody keep leaving me? And I'm just like, yeah, yo. Yeah. Uh, I like the episode last season where she, uh, when she cussed out Jonathan for messing with uh, John Henry Irons, uh, like death, <laughs> death trailer. Yeah. She's like, are you crazy? I'm like, that's what my mom would have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the you know you know you get you, you you i don't know if anyone listening has ever gotten in trouble by a parent where they really messed up and you could tell mm-hmm. like you put your if you ever put yourself in danger and your parent is like don't you ever do something stupid like that ever again like one of those i'll kill you myself type deals mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah i i yeah no the lowest in the show is um is really strong um for sure so one thing I want to talk about with Superman and Lois is that this show has been relatively disconnected from most of the Arrowverse. They kind of teased it in Crisis where at the mm-hmm. end Superman's talking to Lois and he's like, oh, I got to check on my son. And she's like, and Lois is like, your sons. And you're like, wait, there's two. And we also had uh, John Diggle show up for, I mean, I would call it a cameo um, last season as well. Um, so there's been a real, so one, you know, it's been interesting the, the, the show for the most part has been written as like Supergirl, anything from that show, I mean, barely exists. There's no mention of Kara or Martian yeah, Manhunter or anything at all. And there's been enough situation in this show where Kara definitely would have gotten, been got, would have gotten a phone call. So mm-hmm. it is very strange. Like as of right now, like Clark is in, in Bizarro World and John Henry Irons is taking over. And I'm like, there's no way they wouldn't have called Kara and Barry at least to help out if they're in Superman's, you know, off world at the time, right? So right. I mean, I there I, I know that the main reason there's a few reasons I have a feeling they they've done it like this. The number one the first reason is COVID has just made it harder for them to do crossovers and it's just Mm -hmm. not worth dealing with the regulations. That I think is part of it. Another part of it as well is that most of the other Arrowverse shows are on their way out. I mean, as of right now, Legends and Batwoman could get canceled. We're not sure. Mm -hmm. Flash has been renewed, but even so that we, I mean, we just talked about how Flash is kind of on his last leg, you know, Arrow's been gone for a minute, you know, 
So I also do feel like there's an incentive of like, they're like, you know what? Let's just make this show its own thing. Let's try mm-hmm. to grow, you know, a new fan base is separate from the other one. And it's and the show is shot very cinematically and very different from the other shows as well. It, I, I can see them just kind of wanting to do their own thing. However, it is if they, so, I mean, I guess the question is, do you want this to be connected to the Arrowverse at all? If so, if, how so? I do think since it's post-crisis, they're able to kind of, you know, do whatever they want. But, you know, it is, it's almost the, um, you know, the, the show almost has like what you would call like the, the Avengers problem they had in those early movies. When you had solo movies after the big crossover and it's sort of like, okay, why aren't they calling in? Iron Man to help out in Captain America. Why aren't they calling? You know, mm-hmm. where's Thor? Right? So you kind of have the same issue where it's like they don't even mention Barry, Kara, Martian Manhunter, anybody like that to help out at all. It is a little little strange. Yeah, I I, I understand. Uh, well, they did tie it in a little bit by bringing in Diggle uh, at the beginning, uh, at the end of last season, right? Yeah. I feel like whatever they're doing with Diggle will probably tie into it, especially if they make him a Green Lantern, because that's easy to to, to bring him in. Um, and if you're doing an inter uh, intergalactic threat like Brainiac or Mongol with War World or even Darkseid, then you know the the Green Lantern core could easily be a part of it. So I think that that is uh, definitely uh, something that could happen. Uh, but in terms of everybody else, it's the weirdest one is not having Kara there and not being mentioned at all because you would think that Jordan would want to call on cousin Kara to be like hey you know you more recently went through like this developing powers thing like help me out she's also closer in age to Jordan because Kara's like what 30 tops probably so you know also if you know you're right. If if Superman had gone missing, Kara's gonna be there. Definitely, definitely. Um, I've heard they're gonna have some explanation towards the end of the season, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely strange for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know there are certain other practical things. Um, you know, there are other practical things like um, Melissa Benoist does not want to be Supergirl <laughs> ever again. Right. I also She's think done she with just the had show. another kid. Yeah, she she wants to move on, which is why I said when you have people on shows for almost a decade, they're ready to bounce. Mm-hmm. You know, most of these actors, especially the leads, you know, they've finished out their 20s being on this shows. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of them are in their mid-30s and they're looking at, you know, Grant had a kid. Daniel mm-hmm. Panabaker's pregnant again, like, you know, on, on Flash. So it's like, they want to, you know... They want to do other things. I don't blame them. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, with with that, you know, Superman Lois has been great. Uh, the storylines have been good for the most part. Obviously, there's, you know, some of that drama, but not everything is going to be, you know, a perfect 10 out of 10 on all the storylines. So I have no problem with the mayor storyline and, you know, him cheating on her, but everything else is just kind of like, mm. Just like how they forget the second daughter exists from time to time, I can forget the rest of the Cushings exist from time to time. Yeah, they do. Well, except for, except for Lana. 
Lana's the only one that I'm just like, yeah, no, go, go, you go, Mayor. Good mayor for Lana. you, Lana. Good for you. Yeah. Moving on. Um, all right, I got one joke. So, do you think uh, what La- are, are Lana and Kyle uh, Trump supporting husband and Democratic wife? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It is entirely possible. That's the, I mean, but that's also, the energy the they is, give. Like the energy I gave, the energy I get from that couple is like, yeah, he voted for Trump, but I still love him. He's a he's a father of my kids. What am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. I, I've been I've been waiting for that joke. I, I saw it on Reddit. I'm like, that's true. Yeah, but so yeah, so Superman Lois has has been good. I look forward to see it comes back in two weeks for yeah, in two two Tuesdays. So uh wait. I think. I don't know. I thought it said the twenty second, but that doesn't match up with because today is the twenty something, I believe. Okay, so then probably three weeks then, three Tuesdays from now. Yeah. But it's it's coming back for its final run. Uh and uh yeah, yeah i look forward I, to it yeah definitely recommend it if you're a superman fan at all you just like good see good dc shows i think superman and lois is good um i feel like it might work better if you binge it um which mm-hmm. i know at least the first season on hbo max right now so i think they've been uploading the new episodes, the episodes to, yeah just all on hbo max yeah definitely yeah definitely worth uh worth checking out i mean that that he's i mean we don't want to we don't have to talk about uh Henry Cavill, uh, Tyler Hecklin is our Superman for a little while, it looks like. All the Superman actors have been great. I don't think there has been a bad one, even if the movies they have been in have been bad or good or TV shows have been bad or good. I think from the voice actors, except for the Injustice movie, because that just... We don't talk, we don't talk about bad. that. I don't, but, I don't know how but, you kill off the Flash with Scarecrow's toxin. I don't... Yo, okay, no, no, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, but so I think, I think, yeah, I, I think Tyler Hecklin has done a fantastic job um, as Superman, and uh, I think it, it's it's only going to get better from here. Uh, all right. Well, the last topic of today um, I want to get into is uh, the second Sonic movie came out uh, this weekend, actually, of this recording, and I actually went and mm-hmm. saw it on a whim just because I felt like it and uh, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I, I so for full context, I liked the first Sonic movie. It was the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID hit. So mm-hmm. it's like, man, it's, time has passed. Uh, this one introduced classic Sonic characters, uh, Tails and Knuckles, as well as mm-hmm. the return of Jim Carrey's Dr. Eggman. Um all I can say about it, the best thing I'll say about the movie, I don't know if we can go to full spoilers or how much you can spoil from it, but um, it's a, I enjoyed it as far as video game movies, definitely top tier. It was full of references and Easter eggs. I was def, I was in there with some families, and there were jokes in the movies. I know the kids did not understand at all, at mm-hmm. all. But me as a big Sonic fan, I loved the game when I was younger. Um. I got most of them, and I had a good time. Idris Elba's Knuckles was great. Yes. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. He was the perfect... His his knuckle... Like, they found the perfect... Because the thing is, they found the perfect balance of Knuckles being, like, threatening and tough, but also dumb, just because mm-hmm. he takes everything so seriously, you know? 
and I enjoyed it. Uh, Tails was just like a great sidekick, little brother to Sonic, mm-hmm. um, for sure. You know, I mean, as far as uh, legendary sidekicks, you know, in my mind, you know, Robin is up there. Robin's top tier. I think yep. Tails is tail. Te- if we're doing top top five top ten sidekicks, Tails is up there. You yeah, know? Miles Tails Prower. Yeah, so um, they they understood with a video game movie. If you're going to do the whole video game characters meet humans, you put more emphasis in the video game characters and not the humans. There was mm-hmm. a, there was not there wasn't a ton of human drama in this movie, which I enjoyed. They mainly used the humans, you know, to kind of help further some plot elements, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they understood because there are so many movies like this. I mean. I mean, I feel like E.T. is probably the blueprint. You had stuff like Transformers, Ninja Turtles, things of that nature, where it's like the the animated creatures or the creature has to befriend like a human. And I feel like in this one, they they finally understood that like this is Sonic's movie. People are paying money to go see Sonic. They're going money to they pay money to go see these characters. You should not emphasize the humans that much, and they didn't, which is um one reason I thought the movie was great. Um, yeah, I do want to go into spoilers about the post-credit scene. Um, but yeah, if there's anything about the Sonic movie you want to talk about, uh, we can non-spoiler stuff. Oh yeah, so you covered most of it. Um, I think there was even less of the humans in this one than in the previous one. Definitely less Egg- of the humans. Yeah. Besides Eggman, I, I count know, Eggman. I count Eggman as like a part, you know, because he's from yeah, the, the video game character. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of like non-video game characters, yeah, they kept them. Uh, to a minimum, and I think that was that was good, and they were still good. They still had fun. They were funny. Uh, I enjoyed those interactions. Um, they did some more lore building in this movie, which was pretty good. Um, I am going to say, though, this isn't a spoiler because this character is not in the movie, nor are they teased, but I weep for the day that the internet finds out and sees Rouge the Bat. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I, um, maybe not use Rouge. Uh, yes, please keep her out or change her character design. I don't, I mean, I already got what I wanted. I already got what I wanted tease for a sequel, which we can get into, but, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rouge the Bat, I feel like, was a number of people's, like, sexual awakenings, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh... <laughs> Oh man! All right, so yeah, uh, the non-spoiler review of Sonic movie. Go see it. Knuckles is great. Tails is great. They're both in the trailer. You know, that's not a spoiler. And Jim Carrey, he's saying he might retire from acting after this. I don't know if I believe him, but he gave a great performance as Doctor Eggman as well. Um, all right, so we're gonna get into spoilers. Three, two, one. All right, yo. Skip ahead. Skip, skip ahead. Skip ahead. Skip ahead to like the very end. All right, yo. So we got the Death Egg robot in this movie from Sonic um, 3 and Knuckles. We got Super Sonic in this movie. And then at the end, we got a tease for Project Shadow, my favorite mm-hmm. Sonic character. Um, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, one of my favorite games of all time. Played mm-hmm. it. Pretty sure I played that game until like my GameCube stopped, stopped working mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Um, that was because people were debating. They were like, okay, who do you think we're going to get in the post credits? So, so it was like a it was like a poll. It was like, who do you want? Shadow, Amy, 
Mario and cheese like a Super Smash Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was or uh or Metal Sonic. And I was like, it's gotta be Shadow. If you do anybody else, I'm like, just give me, give me Shadow. And we got the tease as soon as he said, like, we saw something, Doctor. Project Shadow. I'm like, yes, we're gonna see him. And we saw we saw him too in the lab. And I'm like, I can't wait. I need the band who did the soundtrack for Sonic Adventure 2 to put some of the heavy metal in the third movie. That sound, uh, I need, I need live and learn in there. Yes, I, yes, I listened to it on Spotify on the way home from that movie. Um, yeah, Chaos Control. I don't know what it is, but Shadow was my favorite character, and I'm so excited. Um, and seeing Supersonic in the movie was cool. The Death Egg robot ripped straight from so many moments of this movie that I didn't want to spoil were ripped straight from the video game. You know, Tails flying the plane, Sonic Tails and Knuckles, and they were running. They were doing some combo moves, definitely from Sonic Heroes, 100%. And Chris, we were talking about this before we got on air. Sonic Heroes, where you got the, they had the teams. And mm-hmm. they, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles have those combo moves. I yes. remember those one where, like, Knuckles would throw Sonic and Tails and, like, punch them in mm-hmm. the stuff. You know, we got we got some of that in this movie. And I'm like, oh, no, the creators. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, the, uh, the creators, um, yeah, really did their homework as far as, um, a ton of great uh, Easter eggs for sure. So do you have? I know I went over a bunch of them. I'm sorry. This is you know, Sonic's my uh, jam. Yeah, no, all good. Uh, I, I, the only thing that could have made the movie better for me is if they had like the Sonic Heroes, um, you know, like theme playing in the background when they all like started running towards the uh, <laughs> giant egg robot. Um, so that was good. Uh, Super Sonic was awesome, but yeah. So for Shadow. For me, it was like it's either going to be Shadow or it's either or going to be Metal Sonic. And then they're like, "Oh, it's going back even older." And I was like, "It's Shadow because Shadow predated Eggman and predated Metal Sonic." And so now I'm interested in to see how he he uh, made in. Are they going to bring like that lore in with Doctor Robotnik's grandfather and Maria? That's, or Mary oh Maria. gosh, that game was so good. It was like mm-hmm. in Shadow storyline, it was like tragic. He like bonded with the human, and then she was murdered by uh like a gun agent. I think it was really mm-hmm. dark too for a Sonic game. And yeah. he was put in stasis for fifty for fifty years, and he gets broken out and starts working with Robotnik. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I need uh yeah, so I, I hope they do well with Shadow. Definitely um a lot of the emo kids will be happy. I wouldn't mind I think the I, I wouldn't mind seeing Amy in the sequel only because I do think there needs to be at least one female like creature. Mm-hmm. You know? And her and uh her, Cream the Rabbit and <coughs> Rouge are the main ones that you get. But, yeah, um, Amy's also a fun character. Amy is. She's yeah, like a besides fan like her yeah, besides her, you know, uh, 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 perpetual crush on Sonic, she's a fun character with her hammer and, uh, you know, like her general antics. So I, I think they should bring her in. Yeah, I, I'd like to see Amy. Um, shout out to uh, Big the Cat is underrated. All he cares mm-hmm. about is fishing with his frog. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get Big the Cat, but I'm I'm always a big fan of Big the Cat. I want them to go crazy in the next one. I think they know yeah. they can make money. I don't know how many sequels they're going to get. I also saw a thing that um, if Jim Carrey is done with acting, 
they need to get uh someone said they need to get Ryan Reynolds to pre- mm. to play uh <laughs> Robotnik's uh grandfather. <laughs> oh my god. I was like Shay, I'm like I don't I don't know if I want to see Ryan Reynolds ball, but uh it'd be it'd be funny if they did uh for sure. Cuz he, he did a good job in Detective Pikachu. So I wouldn't mind uh mm-hmm. seeing him again. Um but yeah, Project Project Shadow, really excited. The, the soundtrack, I know, will be a banger. Um, I did like, uh, I forget the name of the guy, the human during the wedding when his phone went off, and it was the uh, the Green Hill, that first Sonic mm-hmm. level theme going off on his phone. Yeah. I'm like, they just, they did their research. Also, there was like, there was quite a few black actors in this movie mm-hmm. as well, which I appreciated. Yep. Uh not to get too heavily into spoilers, just to be like, is JoJo an agent? JoJo. Huh? <clears throat> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Her daughter. I was just like, all right. Um, so, yeah, no. Uh, definitely go see it. If, if you're a Sonic fan, you're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, and I definitely agree. I think it's one of the better. I mean, besides Detective Pikachu, which I know is a video game movie, I think, like, Detective Pikachu, Sonic, Sonic 2. Yeah, these are good, and if if they give us a third one, then we'd have a solid trilogy of video game movies. This is the first, someone said this is the first solid video game movie sequel. Mm -hmm. Because I will agree, like, I think um, the closest you had, like, Wreck-It Ralph, good movie. Wreck-It Ralph 2, not my my favorite, uh, for sure. It's just that I feel like classic video game references are, much, are are better than internet references. They did in that second movie, if you remember. Because internet mm-hmm. references get dated so fast. But yeah. classic video game references, you know, they're never going to go away, right? So I think yeah. that, um, yeah, enjoyed. But, but so, so, yeah, this is a, definitely a good movie for sure. Um, we'll see. How do you feel about the, uh, the Marvel movie with the... Uh, not the Marvel movie, the Mario movie... With Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> Not going to talk about it. I have I I have no thoughts. I'm you have just no like, thoughts. Whatever. We'll, we'll we'll have to see how that uh how that one goes. But um, some people are lobbying for a Super Smash Brothers movie. If you get Detective Pikachu, Sonic, we got a Mario movie. I you know throw Kirby in there, and then there you go. You know we'll uh you know prob- I don't think could ever happen just because of the uh, the IPs you would need. And the people, mm-hmm. the, the could you imagine a Smash Brothers movie? The amount of lawyers and copyright people you have to clear well, to okay stuff. I think you would just go with the original, yeah, game line. Like the Nintendo so characters, point, you just go Nintendo, and then you know maybe if you wanted to, since Sonic is already here, you go you add Sega in in yeah. there. Other than that, that's that's not as much now. If you did Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, <laughs> lobbying against Sora again. I still can't believe they got Sora in Smash. Yeah. Uh, but Spe- speaking of Sora, speaking of Sora, I guess we can give a quick shout out. Yeah, because we're only an uh, hour and seven minutes in. Uh, we got a trailer for some Kingdom Hearts stuff. I was not. I was not expecting a Kingdom Hearts four trailer. I assumed we were going to wait another decade, but mm-hmm. we got one. Uh, looks like a totally different engine with Sora and like a, I forget the name Quanta something, but pretty much like a version of uh, Shibuya. Yeah, he's in a, I, a a version of Shibuya in Tokyo, and he looks older. Yeah, uh, I thought it looked uh, neat for sure. 
I'll believe it when I see it if we're getting it next year. I'll believe it when I we get a release date and we get, you know, like gameplay, then I'll believe it because with Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga that got delayed for like a year and some change. And then uh Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires I, I got think, deleted. Fingers for, crossed yeah. I'm married when it comes out. Like <laughs> I'll be in my forties. I'm expecting to be in my forties when Kingdom Hearts Four comes out. But at least we know that it is being made. Uh we've talked about Kingdom Hearts enough uh, 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 quite a few times this podcast, I think. Uh you know, three disappointed me, but I'm I'm hoping that they learn from some of their mistakes mm-hmm. with three and give us a good game. Um, I also like that uh that new art that came out with today with all the characters from all the games. Um, I mm-hmm. thought it was kind of cool. I don't know if you saw someone photoshopped it. So you have like all four versions of Sora on the art, right? You have all you have all mm-hmm. the main Kingdom Hearts characters, like all the trios. You have all the versions of Sora from each game, and each one is doing like a thing on their hands for like one, two, three, and then four. And someone photoshopped one of the Soras. So the, mm-hmm. the Kingdom Hearts one Sora, so he's just flipping you off. And it was like a quick edit. I'll send it to you. And I didn't notice okay. it at first. And I'm like, it's sort of flipping us off because I thought it was a real one. But someone just edited mm-hmm. one of the Soras or one of the hands. The internet is really fast. And got that out there. And yes, I was it like, is. That was pretty funny. But um, yeah, and a new mobile game, which I'm not a big fan. But I know mobile games are huge in Japan. They're bigger in Japan than U.S. for sure. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I might check it out. Um, but yeah, you know, still... I don't know if you've seen the meme. It's like the guy who's like walking and it's like the ah shit, here we go again. That's how I feel whenever mm-hmm. there's a new, like every Kingdom Hearts entry, you know, after three, I was like, you know what? I think I'm satisfied. I think I'm okay with this franchise. I don't know if you be back for the next one. I see a trailer and I'm like, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, but Square Enix is uh, killing it. They got, I think Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. And then the Final yep. Seven, Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part Two has got to come out at some point as well. So they're uh, feel like we're hitting a new good era for Square Enix, where we're getting some good quality games uh, coming out. Well, yeah, and also if if the if if you know the theory is to believe, and shout out to to Brooke B. Dazzler on TikTok because she made her video within within like an hour. Uh, it looks like. Indoor is in that Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, and it looks like the foot of an ATST is in there. So I'll believe it when I see it. But if they pulled off Star Wars in there, I don't necessarily—I don't necessarily want Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts. I feel like that's a whole other can of worms to to bring in. Yeah. But if they do it, they could. I mean, they have options. I mean, there's still more Pixar stuff they could do, and Pixar has been cranking out movies on Disney Plus. I don't know if you saw like Turning Red and that kind of stuff, but. uh mm-hmm. They got options for sure. They could do the Marvel Star Wars thing if they wanted to. They still um, got to do Princess and the Frog. Yeah, they have it. Yeah, exactly. And they, Moana. Brave. Haven't done uh, Moana. Raya. Haven't done Brave. Haven't done Raya. Yeah, they're um, probably uh, <laughs> couldn't do Soul, I don't think. Um, but there's definitely... They, they could probably do Turning Red. But I feel like mm, Kingdom Hearts mixed with like... Uh, Menstruation allegory. I don't know if uh, I don't know if the uh, the suits will clear it, but um, definitely options for sure. I'm curious. They have an uh, Incredibles. They never did. Yeah, that's cars. True. Can we have a they, can we have no. a car version of Sora? No. <laughs> Make nope. him like a transformer. Mm-mm. 
No, no, thank you. And even no, uh, no, and, and I think uh, Toy Story could definitely return for sure. I would also yeah. think as well. There's there's four Toy Story movies. There's a ton of lore. I'd love to beat up that evil purple bear with Sora, <laughs> please. Lotso. Lotso, that evil ass bear. Uh, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Um. So yeah, well, I'm curious to see what they're doing. Um. But yeah, Chris, did you have anything else for this episode? Nope, that's yeah. it for me. One of our one of our shorter ones. It's not going to be two and a half hours or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and um, we can't wait to be back again. Uh, we're probably going to do Moon Knight, Doctor Strange. It's coming out pretty soon as well. So definitely some some cool content coming down the pipeline, and then Superman and Flash will end uh, closer to that time as well like um, mm-hmm. may june so yeah definitely uh definitely some good stuff for sure um we don't need to talk about uh airs of miller nope there's uh the the dcu uh can never evade um drama and turmoil just when things are looking okay just when you know hey peacemaker was good batman was good there's more drama um so yeah uh just search airs of miller and you'll see what i'm talking about uh, we'll see what happens when the dust settles. So yeah, until next time, I'm Chris. I'm Chris. And uh, live long and prosper. There are more of us.